This is Did You Know, the short and sweet podcast for business owners and entrepreneurs that want to keep up with the latest changes in digital marketing and social media. Learn from two guys that know a thing or two about helping businesses increase sales and exposure, Will Hankey and Andrew McCauley. Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 40 of Did You Know? My name is Andrew McCauley and this is the show where we showcase and tell you what has been happening online, social media, in the world of digital marketing. I am joined by Will Hankey. Hey Will. Hey man, how are you today? I am good. It's been a little bit of a week or two since we've uh, done this show because we've been pretty crazy busy, but lots of things have been happening. What's been going on with you? Yeah, that's not a bad thing, I guess, if we're, we're busy because our businesses are doing well. Definitely, definitely. Uh, what's news in your world? Oh, uh, Halloween's just over. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. We, we, we went out and had a good time. It's the first time I've been out past one o'clock in quite a while. <laughs> you know, Halloween, uh, growing up in Australia, really wasn't that big. and I don't think it's still not that big in Australia yet either. But um, my experience of Halloween was watching E.T., you know, oh. you know that scene in E.T. when they're walking down the street and there's kids dressed up everywhere walking the streets. Right. Uh, as a kid growing up, that that's that scene always stuck in my mind. And when I came <laughs> over here about 10 years ago, I moved into a suburb that really wasn't really Halloween friendly. So there wasn't many people there. So I thought oh, I was just part of the movies. And the house I'm living in now is exactly like E.T. There was people everywhere. Oh, wow. It was insane. There was queues, people queuing up at houses to get treats and stuff. And um, I'm like, wow, this really does happen. It's not just the movie. So uh, I was excited to see all of these people dressed up uh, on, That's interesting. Uh, on Halloween. Yeah. We, we bought a house. Uh, it's been eight years ago now, and it's down a kind of a dead end. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's in a pretty popular subdivision, but uh, nobody wants to walk down the, the creepy one-way street. Right. And uh, we've never had anybody other than our our teenagers friends show up to get free candy oh that's cheap yeah. cheap cheap night for you then <laughs> yeah i <laughs> uh, love it <laughs> so um what's been going on lots of things have happened since we uh last did a podcast a few weeks back what uh what has been the biggest news so far well one of the biggest shockers i think is that twitter announced that they're going to be shutting down vine Mm, that was a big shock that came out a week ago or so. Um, all of those three or four people that use Vine are going to be pretty upset. They're going to be very upset, uh, and all those using it for business will be upset as well. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we jest. But I think uh, you know, there's, there was still a fair a number of people on there, but once again, another social platform that had trouble monetizing. You know, you've got all this... Uh, all this technology that you have to house and all the servers to keep all the videos and that sort of stuff ticking over. And if there's no money coming in, it's going to be hard to uh, keep it running. And I think some of these networks and these social platforms that we see popping up, if they can't monetize in a quick fashion, they're pretty much doomed, I think. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Vine launched in 2013, so it lasted around three years. Uh, and they said it's going to be discontinued in the coming months. So mm-hmm. they're not really giving us a date, but uh, uh, not too long from now, probably. They are going to leave it up online, I think, if you want to go back and look at all the videos. Yeah. Uh, you can still do that. So It goes back to my point I make regularly every time I speak just about is, you know, don't build your business on a platform that you don't control. 
Right. Uh, and and I remember I, he- I remember hearing people last week all up in arms, vines shutting down, and there was a big user group to try and keep it open, and all these petitions and stuff. But you know what? Signatures don't pay the bills, right? <laughs> petitions yeah. don't work. Um, the, and some of these people had million, millions of followers. They were very popular on Vine, but that medium has disappeared now. They're back to square one. They're going to go find a platform from the beginning because they can't transfer their popularity over to another platform easily if they haven't done you know, worked on that during the growth of that initial um, their account. So, yep, just another reason why you don't want to be building your business on a platform you don't own. Yeah, it's it's the old don't count your chickens. You know, don't put everything in one place, and then exactly. you know, that's never a good idea. Speaking of uh, of having something you don't control, a little bit off topic, but uh, what are your thoughts about something like Shopify, which has really gained a lot of traction lately? But uh, for my understanding, it's all a hosted platform as well, right? Yeah, definitely. You know, I that's a, that's a great question. Um, I spoke to someone from Shopify only about two weeks ago. And I, and I discussed that very thing, you know, my, my biggest issue is, you know, you put, you're put you putting all your eggs into somebody else's basket. Now, yeah. Shopify are a fairly robust platform. I don't think they're going to go anywhere fast. And as a shopping platform, that's great. But it, um, I still think you want to keep your own website and have your own information, your blogs and stuff on your own on your own site. And then when, wanna, when people want to buy um, your products, then you can direct them over there where Shopify houses all the content of those products and takes care of all the billing and stuff. It's a great way to do it. But if you're building the entire thing on the Shopify network, I just think that's a bit of a concern. That's just me. Yeah. Interesting to hear you say that because that's, that's pretty much what I think too. Uh, and you know, some of these business owners that I talk to, they're getting, uh, hammered pretty good with Shopify ads, things like that, mm-hmm. and you know, so that's what they're they're thinking. We really need to do this, and and then we have to explain that might not be your best idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, well, what are you seeing out there with people? Are they are they creating only Shopify centric websites, or are they doing a bit of both? Uh, no, I think it's a choice. It's going to be you know, do I go on Magento? Do I go on WooCommerce? Do I go on Shopify? You know, do I go on, you know, there's even Wix people are trying to talk about as a shopping platform. Uh, but, but you know, when you don't know, you don't know. Hmm. Uh, so it becomes our job to kind of educate them and, and explain that you really want to own that yeah. so that it's not going somewhere else. Yeah, definitely. And like yeah. you said, I don't think shopping Shopify is going to go anywhere anytime soon. However, if it does, at some point, you're going to have to scramble to to move all that. And it happened a couple of years ago, uh, what, a year and a half ago, eBay used to have a platform that was around for years. Mm. And uh, when they purchased Magento, then they shut that down and said, hey, everybody, you got six months to get off this platform or you won't have a shopping cart anymore. Yep. So exactly right. Exactly right. Building your, building your business on the platform you control is always going to be the safest bet. Yeah. Anyway, sorry to take us on that tangent. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> what else is going on? Let's talk about YouTube. What's going on? There's a few changes going on over at YouTube land. Yep. They've uh, they've come out and said that they're going to give video creators a little bit more control over the comments, which is nice. This is something that uh, Instagram did a couple months back as well. So what are they going to do? What's the, what are the options? You can delete comments or, or what, what, are they, what are they saying there? 
Yeah, I think it's more along the lines of the creators of the videos can pin a specific comment to the top mm-hmm. if they want. They can also put little hearts on, you know, kind of like uh, Twitter. You know, I like that comment. Oh, kind of isn't thing. that nice? <laughs> and if they do uh, uh, comment on somebody else's something or other, their username has a little, what do they say? A little pop of color. Uh, oh, so, so, you know, so you know that, that the... the creator of the video has answered a comment or has responded to somebody's other comments. Right. Yeah. It kind of yeah. stands out a little bit. Yeah. 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 Good. Okay. Which cool. is cool for some of these that are, you know, some of these YouTube creators that are really popular. Yes. Uh, you know, it's kind of cool to hear back from them, I guess. It is good. Now, what about, what about some extra features that they're adding to the end of video roles? Yeah, this sounds pretty cool. They've, uh, they've, uh, come up where they, I think they're calling it end screens, yeah. uh, where you can put some sort of a call to action uh, at the end. And I, I think uh, it works on desktop and mobile now. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly right. So what they're doing is they're letting you embed a little um, little end screen that can last for you know anywhere from five to 20 seconds. You can sort of have four elements, uh, up to four elements to promote your content. Maybe it's, maybe it's your channel, maybe it's a subscribe button, maybe it's your website and that sort of stuff and um and people can now it's almost like a like a landing page i guess at the end of your video so that you can tell people where to go and what to do uh, once they're finished watching your video which is pretty cool because in the past that was a little challenging challenging to do especially if you're tech challenged um but uh that's really cool I, i i think i like that yeah i like that plus you don't have the other nine videos showing up that are your competitors Right, right. No. Yeah, I'm sure they'll still pop up at the end of the, the 15 or the 5 seconds or 20 seconds. Right. Um, but but in that time, you've got the ability for people to touch the screen and go to where you want them to go to. Yes, very cool. Mm, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. All right, what else we got? Uh, Twitter's got a bunch of stuff going on uh, besides closing down Vine, <laughs> right? <laughs> Except, except growing. What else are they going to Except growing. I guess we could start with that. I know that there's a there's an article out about another overseas exec quitting the team. Mm-hmm. The standard. That's it. I think we'll just open that our show with that every week. Hey, on today's news, someone else left Twitter. Yeah. And what else have we got going on? <laughs> <laughs> um, they announced some developer communities. So for some of the people that are creating different. Uh, apps and things related to Twitter. Now they're giving them kind of a place to hang out, talk to each other, you know, have a forum, talk to the other developers, that sort of stuff. Cool. Yeah, kind of cool. If you're a if you're a Twitter developer, if you're a Twitter developer, if you if you left, if there's anyone left, <laughs> you can do that. Finally, hang out. I mean, it's only yeah. been, it's only been around for nine years, so get on it. Yeah. Um, also, some users got upset that Twitter was testing uh, removing handles from replies, uh, which sounds a little crazy. But uh, you know, they're they're continuing their mission to try to squeeze more out of that 140 character limit. I'd be upset too, though. I mean, here's, right. the, here's the thing: like, I I use the mentions, like at mentions, that tab every day, every day to see if anyone's mentioned me. Right. about something now if they remove that then i don't know who's talking to me i don't know who's messaging me right i think that would be suicide to do that just come to think of it 
Yeah, there was somebody that tweeted, when I try to respond to a tweet, I have no idea who I'm responding to. Yeah, right. <laughs> and the people who don't know that you've been responding to them. Right. So I didn't know you answered me. Yeah, I gave you my personal details. Well, I never uh -huh. got them. Just the rest of the Twitter universe got them, not me. That's wow. funny. Yeah, so that's a, that's a really scratch-your-head move, that one. Yeah, luckily it was just a test to a small subset of users, but I guess they pulled the plug on that fairly quickly. Oh, I hope so, yeah. <laughs> okay, what else have we got? Any more on Twitter? Yeah, they've added um, quick replies and welcome messages to DMs from brands. So if you send a private message to a brand, uh, they do have some quick replies. Hey, thanks for you know reaching out to us, that kind of stuff. Like a bot, like a robot or something, like a bot that Facebook has? Yeah. Yeah, thanks for checking out us, uh, get in touch, you know, here, or select an option below, that kind of stuff. And this pr this probably is going to integrate fairly quickly to the dashboard that they launched a few months back, mm -hmm. uh, dashboard.twitter.com. Mm -hmm. uh, you can go there and sign up for your brand. It's kind of like a customer service area, but there's hardly anything there right now. Right, 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 right. So maybe this is just another step, another piece of that to roll into it. I think I have a list of people... Pizza Hut, at Pizza Hut, uh, Airbnb Help, um, Spotify Cares, they're three of the, um, well, and the Weather Network, so any of those handles are already using this new feature, I believe. Oh, so, very uh, cool. Go and check those out and see what they say. Yep, yep. Uh, one last thing, Twitter is also testing out uh, Apple Reader Mode, which uh, you and I talked a little bit about. I, I think it's some sort of uh, play related to Google Google's AMP project. Yeah, well, you know, Facebook Instant Articles, Google AMP, um, we we knew Twitter were rolling this out a while ago. Apple have their reader view, which basically, for anyone that doesn't understand what these things are doing, is the world's moving to mobile more and more. As we're looking at content, all these web pages have all this video and all these other things on there, which sucks your data, sucks the time taken to load the pages. And if you're on a, a crappy um, network, uh, signal it could take a long time to download so what these what these are doing is getting rid of all of that excess stuff and just giving you the information you're looking for the text um, no ads and that sort of stuff so what Twitter is doing now is using Apple reader as the default reader for links that you click when you're reading a tweet so if there's a tweet and there's a, there's a URL in the tweet and you go to read something uh, on an external page it will sort of narrow it down, get rid of all the excess crap around the page and just give you the text that you're reading rather than um, the full the full experience. Yeah. I I'm okay with that. Yeah, I, I think so too. You know, there's a couple of there's a couple of downfalls on that. Um, if you're a uh, an advertiser running ads on that particular page, obviously people aren't gonna see that. Um, you know, you're not gonna be able to see opt-ins like html forms and that sort of stuff where that could be uh, i think we've spoken about this before but one of the biggest challenges if you're trying to build a list and you're creating great content and you have some uh opt-in forms for people to opt in and, and sign up for your material right they don't get exposed on this amp or this uh, facebook instant articles and i'm sure on reader as well so then all this traffic's going to your website but no one's opting in because no one sees the form, which sort of uh, is a bit of a downfall if you're trying to build that list. Yeah, that, that is definitely, uh, you know, as a marketer, that's not something we want to hear. No, no. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. So, you know, there'll be workarounds and something will happen and someone will come up with something new to avoid that and that whole cycle will go again and you know, yeah. it'll happen. But just right now, that's what's going on. Yeah. Yep. Wow. I've got long, long-winded answers today, haven't I? <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Twitter. Anything else on Twitter? Anything I don't else? think so. Yeah, Not any, this week. Okay. No one else joined Twitter this week? No? Good. I don't think anybody joins. I, I love think. Twitter. It's my, still my favorite, one of my favorite platforms. I still know. I get all my news from Twitter. Uh, yeah. I, know, I know what's going on with the world, which is good. So I really do want it to survive. But we'll see. Yep. Yeah. Amazon, uh, they launched a new product called Amazon Rapids, mm. which is a book learning slash reading app for kids. Uh, sounds pretty cool. It's uh, it, it can actually read you know, a book to the kid or it can help the kid understand the words, things like that. Uh, starts at $2.99 a month. I think they're doing a promo right now. Mm. Uh, you can sign up 14 days free. And, you know, I, I think it's related to um, Kindle in some way. Yeah, okay. Yeah, good. I'm going to check that out. I've got some young kids who are starting to read, so uh, it could be good. I'm going to see what that's like. Yep, yep. Check it out. Good You'll good. have to report back to us. I will. I'll do that. I'll check it out. <laughs> Okay. Facebook. Facebook. Nothing happened to Facebook this week, did it? No. 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 Sure. Uh, let's see. They launched uh, resources for business influencers. Hmm. What does that mean? Yeah, that doesn't sound very exciting, does it? No. So this is just uh, extra little tools that you can use uh, if you're, you know, part of the business influencer uh crowd, I guess you could call it. And there's actually a business influencer guide that you can get as well. Uh, we can put a link to that in the show notes. Is there a difference uh, between business influencers and general influencers? There must be. Uh, it, it must be some sort of verification way, you know, kind of like Twitter has, you're a verified user. Uh, they must have something similar to that. I honestly don't know a whole lot about it. Well, speaking of influencers, um, there is also some news about influencers in the marketplace about Facebook. Um, there is a lot of influencers, mainly celebrity people who are doing the old endorsement thing, you know, organic posts. Hey, I use this product for whatever reason and it's an organic post and people love it and share it and whatever. Well, uh, Facebook are cracking down on that. They're cracking down on organic uh, endorsements so to speak, and they're going to be making these celebrities or these influencers uh, reveal what the financial connection is to the products that they're endorsing. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that works out. I mean, what if they don't do it? Are they really just going to shut down that celebrity's account? Um, I I don't (laughs) know. You know what? I think they'll pull it from the news feed. Oh, yeah, I guess they could do that. Like, you know, okay, we can't shut you down, but you're not going to get any visibility. That that no that, po- that post will just disappear. Um, yeah. So they're trying. I think it's a good thing overall because what's happening is, um, you know, we're all trying to get onto influencer marketing that sort of stuff. And what they've found is that celebrities have a very low engagement, like a word of mouth engagement and share factor. They, you know, people see it and they go, oh, "That's nice." But when you have a smaller a smaller influencer, like people who legitimately grew their business uh, because people wanted to follow what they're talking about, not just because they're a celebrity, they yeah. were getting you know up to five times more engagement than real celebrities. Yeah. So yeah. so if you're if you're a marketer and you can reach out to someone who has 
you know, is that is that rung below the big influ- the big celebrities, then you're probably going to get more value for your money than trying to reach out to a celebrity and pay them to talk about a product that they don't yeah. really care about. Um, yeah. And so, I, yeah, watch that space, I guess. I think there's an unwritten rule, too, about, you know, when you're promoting something on your website, if it's an affiliate link, that you really should just, you know, disclose that as well. Some yeah. people do, some people don't, but... Yeah, I think I think the F I think it's FTC are uh, are really starting to um, to really crack that crack uh, crack down on that. You know, they early I think it was this year, uh, April maybe March, um, they were they started cracking down on all sorts of influencer marketing this year. So um, we didn't hear a lot about it. It was relatively sort of swept under the carpet a bit, but now Facebook have started, um, as I said, requiring public figures with verified profiles to adhere to its policy for advertiser-sponsored posts. Interesting. Mm. So the FTC (laughs) FTC are on it. They're on it. Yeah, good. (laughs) They know it. They know what's going on. Uh, Facebook also came out this week and uh, announced that they've improved their offline tracking. So this is interesting. I, I don't know how well it's going to work, and my thoughts are it's probably not going to work that great. But if you have a, a brick-and-mortar type place and you're doing Facebook ads and you're trying to drive foot traffic or just by default you increase your foot traffic, uh, they're now letting you upload a list of on calling it an offline purchase file that you can upload and tell them you know these people purchased from us so that they can kind of get the credit, the attribution for that. Yeah, I don't know. You know, no, I, I, in theory, it's going to work well. In practice, right. it ain't going to happen. Right. And, and just, yeah. just, just from my experience of business owners, they are still having trouble. A lot of them creating a Facebook page, let alone yeah. knowing how to upload files to their uh, ads platform to connect the two together. Um, and the other part to that too, there was another part to the offline uh, about four months ago when. Um, you've got to opt in to be connected to purchases that you're making offline as well, which really I don't think was going to happen too much. So I think uh, I like the idea and I like what Facebook are trying to do to see if your advertising is working, but I think that's going to be a challenge for a lot of people. Yeah, and I've got a client that has a brick and mortar and all we do is some sort of special coupon, bring the coupon into the store. If the, the owner of the store knows that that conversion made place, why would he want to upload that information back to... I mean, there, it's a silly step, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So it's there. If you're into Facebook and you really know your stuff and you've got a bricks and mortar at the same time, then great. But I don't think there's many people who fit into both of those categories. Agreed. Interesting. Okay. Anything else on Facebook? Oh, uh, they announced some scheduling for Facebook Live. So that's pretty cool. You... Uh, you can get get yourself scheduled ahead of time now, I guess. Finally, yeah, finally. They announced it a couple of weeks ago. I mean, in fact, they've been talking about this for a while, but um, a bit like a green room. You know, if you've got a if you've got an event coming up or a Facebook Live, you know you're going to be somewhere at 3 o'clock on Friday. Uh, you can tell people, hey, come back here. And when people get there, what's happening right now is they've been you've been able to tell people at 3 o'clock on Friday I'm going to do a live feed. But you get to the page, and if you haven't started the live feed yet, there is no indication that it's going to happen. So people are like, well, I don't know if I'm supposed to be here or not. And they just leave. 
right. now there's a little there's a thing saying hey this, this event's starting there's a green room that they're going to have like a green room where you can sit in there and wait for the wait for the show to start sort of thing I think you can even put some pre-video roll in there as well um, okay so you know it's, it's going to be pretty cool I think um, Facebook also and I don't know if you've seen this yet but they just started some TV ads for Facebook Live across the US last week um, oh I haven't seen them yeah they're throwing some big cash at Facebook Live um, I was on a I was on a webinar I was actually a guest on a webinar just the other day uh, and somebody asked me about the whole Facebook Live you know what is this the future and that sort of stuff and you know my feeling about this live video platforms um, and you and I have seen this already because we were on Blab and Blab's disappeared, Meerkat's disappeared, um, some other some other ones, uh, some of these other video platforms have, have live video f- platforms have disappeared. But I think the biggest problem that Facebook is going to face is that um, people are more afraid of speaking in public than they are of dying, which is sad, <laughs> right. right? But it's true. <laughs> They would, yeah. you know, I think Seinfeld says that people would rather be the person in the in the uh, in the casket at, <laughs> at a funeral than the person giving the eulogy. <laughs> right? So I think Facebook is going to be challenged with natural human fear of being in front of a camera. Yeah, being live in front of a camera. Yeah, we talked earlier about um, Halloween, and we went to a big event on the Saturday before Halloween, and I mean there were thousands of people there, all in costumes and adult beverages and all that kind of stuff. And I decided to shoot a couple Facebook live videos. And uh, I'd say most of the people still thought it was, you know, they give you that look when, you know, why is that guy walking around facing his phone at me? And they still freak out, even though they're in, in in this case, in costume and nobody knows who they are. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's going to be the biggest challenge for Facebook is to get enough people to get over their fear and say, hey, let's do let's do this. But they're, they're spending some big dollars on it, so uh, watch this space. And, you know, uh, the, the, they're fixing up the platforms. I know there's a couple of third-party apps that really can ramp up the quality of what you're doing, putting lower thirds on your um, videos and split screens and that sort of stuff. So there's some really cool things coming along. Um, i just be interesting to see how it all pans out. Yep, I agree. There you go. Anything else we got left? What about Instagram? Uh, uh, well, we got one more Facebook oh, thing. More. Uh, Instant Articles is now going to, uh, they've added support for images and 360 videos, which uh, is a little bit strange because Instant Articles, from my understanding, is similar to Google AMP, uh, you know, where they're trying to strip everything yeah. down yeah. to get rid of all that stuff. And now they're saying you can load 360 videos inside of it. So, Well, where is the 360 video um, housed or hosted? Is it inside facebook itself oh i would assume so you would upload the video to facebook so i'm guessing that they're going to probably code it somehow so that it is not a massive file and it can be uploaded pretty instantly right yeah probably degrade the quality a little bit just to get it to load quicker yeah yeah okay well there you go there's things are happening on that front too yeah yeah uh, back to Instagram, they uh, rolled out some suicide prevention tools, which is always good news. Yes. I, I don't know what they are. I don't know what suicide prevention tools would look like on a phone app. Yeah, um, I don't know. But, but they're rolling those out. 
Okay. I guess if if you're if you're considering it and you want to check Instagram one last time, then you know maybe your life will be saved. The new tools will allow Instagram users to anonymously report when they see posts from friends that hint at self harm. Oh, okay. And those friends will receive a message that says, "Somebody saw one of your posts and thinks that you might be going through a difficult time. If you need support, we'd like to help." Well, I hope they never do that on Facebook because you know. Uh, there's so many people that just post that kind of stuff, you know, doom and gloom and, you know, all these, what do they call those when you, yeah. when you're baiting somebody poor, to ask you how bad you, your poor, day was? Yeah, poor me sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and there's a few people I'd like to be sending those messages to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think that's Facebook. It's, it's either, it's either, hey, look how awesome my life is or look how shit it is. And uh, there's nowhere in between. I'm, I'm, I'm going to post a photo of an empty coffee cup that has no relevance to anything just because it's nothing. <laughs> it's, no, it's not on a holiday. I'm not on a holiday. It's not a special drink. It's just a coffee cup. <laughs> but yeah, we're making light of the suicide thing. I think it's like terrific if somebody's posting that kind of stuff. That, Definitely, yeah. you know, maybe you can stop something. That'd be terrific. Yes. No, we're not certainly not laughing at that at all. Yeah. Um, but good on Instagram for doing it. Um, you know, that's whatever whatever can uh, help people get through those times. That's great. Definitely, yeah. So I think that wraps it up. We're we're out of news. Out of news. Are you uh, are you speaking anywhere at all in the next week or so? Yeah, um, I'm going to be speaking here in St. Louis at, a, at an event called Experts for Entrepreneurs. We are going to be talking about uh, various CRMs. Ah, they're changing a lot lately too. What's your favorite? What's your favorite one of choice right now? Um, well, I don't know if it's my favorite, but I'm using Highrise, which is uh, a CRM built by the the Basecamp, Basecamp family. Basecamp. Yeah. Okay. I've never used Highrise. I've seen it. I've used I've used Basecamp for years. I just never have used Highrise. Yep. Uh, Insightly is another one that's fairly popular. That's a Google product. Mm-hmm. And uh, I heard of another one today called Less Annoying or something like that. Okay. Well, I, I don't know anything about that one, but that was it was interesting just to hear that. I'm playing around with Drip. Drip. Uh, drip's out of Lead Pages. Okay. Lead Pages got Drip, so I'm playing around with Drip and seeing how that all works too. Looks pretty cool. Um, yeah. So I'm having to play with that as well. Very, very good. Where are you going to be speaking? I am heading over to Florida in the next week or so. I'm speaking at an event for four days. And, wow. Um, That's a long time to talk. It is four days. I know. A long time to listen to me talk. <laughs> I'm only speaking one of those days, um, the whole day, but I'm speaking the whole day. Um, the event is called Mission Possible, and it's a cool event. They run it twice a year around the around the country, and uh, we're due to go to Florida in two weeks. Very good. Well, that ought to be good. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. I haven't been to Florida awesome. for a little while, so that'd be good to get back over there. Yeah, it's probably going to be cooler when you get to Florida, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, well if, uh, where can people find out about show notes and all that sort of fun stuff? As always, uh, show notes are uploaded typically on Friday afternoons uh, at redcanoemedia.com slash digiknow. And uh, we got links to everything we talk about on there. And uh, you can also go in there and listen to past episodes. You can subscribe to our iTunes channel and... Of course, leave a review if you'd like to. That's it. Leave a review, leave a comment, share it with your friends. Uh, We'll be back next week with more crazy happenings in the online world. Thanks, Will. Yeah, man. It was a good show. Talk to you later.
<laughs> Bye. Yeah. Thanks for joining us on the Digino Podcast. Check out all of the show notes and resources mentioned in today's episode at redcanoemedia.com.